another episode of Money Mondays. I'm your host, Kalisha Carter, and my lovely co-host, Betsy. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Just excited to do another interview. We've had so many people here watching and um, with us talking about breaking it down, breaking it down to like their business and how they raise money. And um, hey, if you guys... Yeah, different strategies. If you guys have any 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 ideas that you guys have or say, hey, like I want you guys to talk to this person or this person's doing awesome things, like hey, tell, let us know. Let us know. Send us, reach out to us to um Facebook, Instagram, and the comment. The, the, the episode that we did with Abraham that got uh, a lot of feedback. That's been pretty good. And I thought people are watching. Um, shout out to all our subscribers. They're like, what, what now, Betsy? 160. 170. 170. Damn, that was quick. <laughs> but thank you guys for the support. We really appreciate it. But before we even go further, this podcast is really about to all our new um, listeners, watchers. It's really about raising private capital, whether it's for real estate, for your business, and just hearing how other investors are doing it as well. Yeah. Just to let you guys know, because Betsy will get on me for this. And yes, the disclaimer. The information that we talk about here is just for educational purposes. Do your own diligence. We do not provide financial, legal, or professional advice. Everything we say is from our experiences, what we have dealt with. Um, we always, always recommend you guys talking to your talk to your attorney, talk to your CPAs. Um, yeah, your custodian. They're amazing people. And we even have references. If you need someone, let us know. Let us know. So before we go into more deep dive, we have a special guest. Um even though she's so excited. This person is, uh, is a part of the Sub2 community. He's an agent. He's a real estate investor. He's good at create, um, structuring creative deals. Let's welcome Drew. What is going Yay. on? To the applause. <laughs> What's up, guys? Not bad. Are you Happy excited? to be here. Kalisha has the applause. She just doesn't use it. <laughs> no, like, uh, like. All these fancy stuff on the, the soundboard, and I'm like, let's see, I can't. I'm gonna be so distracted if I should use that thing. But it's cool. I'm not cool enough for one of the sound effects. All right. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. No, but for so, persons who don't know, like tell us who is sub to Drew. Uh sub to Drew is me. There is another one. We talked about that a little bit ago. He's cool. We're cool people. But uh, some people will say there's only one and only sub two Drew. But no, that's my guy. But um, no, nah, I'm just um, a real estate investor, guy who makes it happen. Um, you mentioned, you know, I'm an agent too. But actually, I, the way I say it is um, I, I started off as a fix and flipper. So the way I, I refer to it is uh, I'm also licensed, right? I'm an investor, but I'm also licensed. Um, I don't really leave with the agent stuff first. And I don't do much in production as an agent. So I just keep the license because sometimes, you know, it comes in uh, handy. That's all. But but that's me. So closer. I'm also a closer too. So I make deals happen. So I was just about to say, like explain for for persons who don't know what a closer is, but you just did. So that's perfect. The what, when, uh, when Betsy and I, when we, so we, we raised capital for the persons and Drew sent us this deal 
and um, it was so detailed. Oh yeah, I, I, Kalisha, you guys, you guys, Kalisha <laughs> has a thing for like all the details and all the information. <laughs> and when she saw Drew's info packet, it was he was like, I, I don't want to work with anybody else. <laughs> Like, hey, I'm cool with that. Let's go. Like all the it's rare to find like persons who send us, hey, we want you to raise capital for us. And then there's always something missing. It's like you're running someone down, but hey, can you give us this info or that info? But Drew doesn't even give you all the information. He goes above and beyond that. Like if what was at the end? Um, I can't remember at this moment. Uh, like simple Q and A, like question, what's the story? Yes, what's it's like a summary of everything that he he presented in his details. So I'm like, bingo. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, she was just like, I I just, yep, we're we're just going to start doing deals with, with Drew. That's it. Hey, I'm ready because I, I got them coming. So as long as you guys can get them funded, let's do it. So which leads us to talk about a deal breakdown. Like because of this, I think a lot of crucial um, new investors, even experienced, miss out these crucial info. Uh, when it comes on to your deals, like what are some things that you think investors need to include when presenting these uh, opportunities to investors or to anyone in particular? Um, like some of the details, like what they should include. Yeah. Um, so, I, first of all, I appreciate you guys. You know, in the nice comments and saying good things. Um, it's like it's it's difficult, you know, as an operator. If you're looking for something, you put something out there and then you're getting uh, a million questions back, just like it's difficult for you guys to do your job if you don't have all the information, you know, at your fingertips and going back and forth playing in telephone games is, is, is annoying. Nobody has time for that. So do a little bit of work up front. The whole theory is do a little bit of work up front. Make the make it easier on you guys. Make it easier on the person you guys are pitching the the the, um, you know, the deal to so they can make a, a quick decision. You know, or at least it has doesn't have to be a decision to um, to do the deal, but at least a decision to look further into it or invest more time into it. And I feel like that's a lot. That's what a lot of people miss. And it's probably because I know like you guys are dealing with uh, people who are buying. Right. You're dealing with, with operators who need funding. So yeah. it also this also happens when I deal with people who bring a uh, wholesalers who bring a deal for me to. To, to make, it, make a decision on. So I understand how it feels for the person who has to make the decision, has to put their time, you know, invest their time into checking these numbers and seeing if it looks good. Yeah. There's a big disconnect in there and it's kind of, it kind of gets annoying because, um, you know, a lot of wholesalers, I mean, that's like the entry level uh, position. Now there's some great ones out there, right? They're killing it. Right. But there's a, just like there's great agents, right. But a majority of the people over 80%, probably 90%, are not that great because they don't they don't do the extra work right they didn't do the homework they saw it as a quick a get rich quick type of game exactly exactly and it's all out there like the the information the homework everything if you want you want to get paid ten fifteen thousand dollars on a wholesale fee you know if you're going to wholesale something um put the information there so someone can make an easy decision you know um instead of and this happens like i said on the agent side too instead of saying oh great investment opportunity you know prove it you know how is it a great investment opportunity most of the time it's not it's not 
Yeah. yeah, and I mean, they already did all the work. All I have to do is put it one in one location, everything. That's all the work that they've done. Put it all in one page and just have it easy. Because uh, we've also seen that um, when people are trying to close deals, if they're missing information, we, you know, when we're trying to close a property, it has a due date. It has a time where it's going yeah. to be done. And it's gonna, yeah. you don't want it to take longer. Yeah. But they're just like, I'm sorry, there are a lot of persons are lazy to just find the info. And now you get like really excited because you want to get a deal done, you want to get funding for it. So you're like, oh, let me just throw it out. But it just takes some time yeah. to put it all together. Okay. And I think too, uh, lazy is one one word, but it might go over people's heads because they because the wholesalers they're out there working, right? The operators who want to get the deal funded, they're out there working too, right? Mm -hmm. But um, so maybe they won't resonate with lazy. Maybe that's why they don't change. The thing is, you just got to be more thorough. Um, if yeah. you want it to happen, you know, again, you got to make it easier for someone else. Um, another aspect is maybe they just don't know. Like most wholesalers are not buyers at all, right? But they have to put a facade on like they're a buyer in order to get people to take them seriously. Um, the way I learned wholesaling, so I, I started back in 2014. Uh, 2014, right? So I did my little research 2013, like the last quarter. And then 2014 is when I took action and um, and had some great success uh, in the beginning, right? Um, or right out the bat, I should say. So I learned through people, you know, that I was learning wholesale from. Jerry Norton uh, had a program uh, with one of his old partner, uh, Peter Conti, I think his name was. Um, mm -hmm. He had a program, like super ancient program. And uh, I was watching it. And what they taught was, um, you want to know what your your customer wants, right? So you have to understand if you want to be a good wholesaler, you got to understand how to flip. So I was like, all right, I don't know anything about his business, so I just listened and I learned how to flip through his program, right? Learning how to flip, do all this, uh, the numbers, the formulas, all that stuff. So I ran everything to to the T. That's how I know if a deal or my first deal, especially that's how I knew it was a deal or at least believed it was a deal. Cause I did everything they said. So, and I believed what they were saying. Um, but nobody bought that deal. Right. Because, uh, for whatever reason. So instead of letting it go, I just took the deal down myself. Right. And that's what started me as a fix and flipper. So if you know how to buy, I basically say all that to say, if you, if you know how to buy or, you know, if you take the time to study what the buyers are looking for, and I'm not talking about just calling them and, and saying, Hey, what's your buy box? You still don't understand it. Right. Um, you're not the one as the wholesaler or, you know, the person, um, who's trying to pitch the, the deal. You're not the one putting all that money into it. Yeah. You know, you don't have to take that risk. It's easy to say, oh, this is a great, um, investment. Oh, this area is beautiful. You can tell somebody don't know what the hell they're talking about when they start talking about how beautiful the place is. Who, who cares? It's a great deal. Kind of money? <laughs> yeah, it's a great deal. It's beautiful. Oh, we got this, this and that going. Nobody cares. What, what are the numbers, the important numbers to help you make a decision, right? Mm -hmm. And then another mistake people will make is like, and these are just my opinions, right? And another um, mistake I think people make is pick one, right? First of all, you got this ARV from a 50K plus range. Like, all right, you obviously didn't do a real, you know, analysis of it. And then also you have, um, you don't do repair costs, you know? Geez, okay, that helps, right? And then uh, what's the other one they do? They'll, um, uh, uh, shit, I lost my train of thought, but it's just missing that, that info. Like they'll say pad split, right. Or they'll say some type of exit strategy, but, or Airbnb, but never bothered to go run 
projected Airbnb numbers. Yeah. Like, come on, man. You know, like that is key because you mentioned the the re the repairs, uh, closing costs is one as well. Like if they can run the base, yeah. yeah. Just find out, as you said, find out from the buyers. Like, how are you guys analyzing the numbers? If you know that basics, then you can bring the right deal to that buyer. You know exactly what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah. Oh. yeah. No, you can go. You're you're good. <laughs> yeah. Well- I was just going to say, um, yeah, just that like the further, you know, to add to that, it's just simple as that. So like to bring it back to like what, you know, this is all about, which is, um, you know, raising money for private, private capital. Uh, if I can, you know, it's one of those things, right? Uh, some people get caught up trying to do everything, right? Yeah, I could probably go raise private capital. You know, sometimes I do. I have some uh, people who already see some of the sets I'm having and they want to lend money. But the thing is, if I want to do this game at volume, why not hit you guys up and let you guys do what you're great at and what you guys are focusing at so I can go out and get more deals and establish a steady pipeline, right? Pass it off to you with good information. You get the the deal funded. I don't got to make everything on the deal. You know, I, I just make, um, I make a little bit on every opportunity. That's all I need. Yeah. And then once you have all the info, we have the info, it makes it so much easier for that lender to be like, I want to do this. I don't want to do it. Yeah, I think you created his pitch deck in a few hours. Like for for Drew, yours was done in a few hours. Usually it might take us a few, two or three days because we have to make sure we get all the information. And yours was done in like, literally, she's like, look at how it's done. Like, it's ready, send it out. It was easy. But you mentioned as well, like buyers finding, not buyers, wholesalers getting information for buyers. Uh, how do, let's say they want to get a creative deal. Where do they find that information before they even bring it to a buyer? Um, so where do they find the information for the exit or? For like, let's say it's, it could be a potential sub, sub two or seller finance. How do they know like the PITR or what the seller wants? Like how can they, they get all that info? Oh, that's perfect. You know? You got to ask the seller, <laughs> you know, <laughs> all the, inf- everything you need comes from the seller. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people want to force their will on the seller, but it's not about that. If you understand the different exit strategies, um, you take the time to understand what the seller wants, then you can easily help the understand, uh, seller understand what you want and you need out of it. And it's an easy conversation. Instead, what you get is, a lot of time people hit me up. I need help structuring this deal. I need to submit an offer, you know, on a deal, but they don't have any information, especially the ones who are talking to agents, right? Um, they don't have any information. They're letting these agents give them this BS, uh, you know, urgency prompts. Oh, we got another offer. Yeah. You know, when, when did creative financing become about beating out other yeah, offers? Sure. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to win highest and best situations, idiot. You know, like we're not doing that. Walk on to the next deal, you know, walk, walk away, right? A lot of times these agents are bluffing. And then also too, if it comes down to, it was this, this is a specific scenario that happened actually recently, a guy hits me up, you know, kind of panicking and, uh, he's like, Hey, I got to submit an offer. I can't get a hold of such and such. He said, you'd be able to help me out. So I help him out. And he has a, a scenario where the agent, not even the listing agent, I happen to know who the listing agent was on that deal. So it was easy to like, you know, find out she wasn't the agent, but 
she was the buyer agent, so she was removed from the situation. She's probably getting this urgency, BS urgency prompt about a cash offer after it's been on the market for 151 days. All of a sudden, you got a cash offer that competes with a full price you know, yeah. offer. Granted, it's creative, but now the question is like, um, we need to submit a deal or submit an offer. What else do you need to know other than it's full price, right? If you're not going to go with the cash offer, you know this is creative and it's full price. That's all you really need to know until we... Until, you know, you decide either you're going with that one or you're going to go with us, then we'll figure out the terms, you know. So it's just don't run to somebody else and bother them trying to put together a a puzzle without all the pieces. Get the info from the seller, all of it or or the agent, whoever you're dealing with, you know, it's the answers come from them. No, that makes that makes total sense. Because I think the same thing Drew mentioned, we've gotten that multiple times. People will submit a stuff. Oh, it's a creative deal. Okay. Is it on a contract? No. And they want us to raise capital for it. Uh, do you guys know what the current mortgage payment is or what's that? All those stuff? No. Don't even know how the deal makes money. That's right? it. I have so much things are missing. Like, we're like, guys, just get all these info, run your numbers first before even raising capital. It yes. doesn't even make sense to raise capital if you don't have that deal on a contract. 100%. It's, it's like a, a, a little a waste of time. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Huge waste oh. of time. How, mm-hmm. how do you de- determine your exit strategy when you're in there looking at all the information that you have, um, that you got from the seller? How, how do you do that? That's actually a good question, too. Um, it. The way you determine it, it's kind of, it works in conjunction with uh, the situation, right? Again, everything comes from the seller. There's no way you can find out how to structure a deal or how to figure out an exit unless you've negotiated with the seller or did a proper discovery call with the seller to find out all the pieces of the puzzle. Those pieces of the puzzle allow you to find out which the you know highest and best use of the property right along with what your goal is like your your current financial makeup whether you need capital or you want to do some some passive uh you know you want to go for the passive income play um so all that plays into it too so it's really and this is actually super important this is why you know i'll say most people aren't buyers right this is what stops them from being a buyer right is they haven't given themselves permission to make up their own mind on what a good deal is. Mm-hmm. It's very subjective. It's not what I say a good deal is. It's not what some guru says a good deal is. That's just for me. That's just for them. Everybody's different, yeah. you know, and, and you're only limited to your own creativity in your head. If the deal makes sense to you, roll with it. You got to have that, con- give yourself that permission. You got to have that confidence. Which I think their, their question is going to be like, um, you know, like, what does a good deal look like? Yeah, even, what's a good like even if they're new, a lot of persons don't even know if that deal is a good deal or not. Yeah. So there's that. That's that's the very first level right there. So they don't they don't have some people new new, right? Don't have the the typical like standard markers on what, what the community is saying a good deal is, right? Um as a in the agent world, you hear ten to twelve percent return, right? Um, like a rental or something like that. That's cute and all, right? If you're a wholesaler, don't bring that, don't bring that over here, right? And which some wholesalers have tried to and will like straight up, you know, argue with you on how it's a good deal. 
all right, well, then you buy it if it's a good deal, right? The oh thing is, gosh, it's, yeah, I've gotten into not, arguments with wholesalers like that. <laughs> yeah. They get their e- little egos hurt because they locked up a, a silly ass deal that should be on the market. That's the thing. That's a market deal. That ain't a f- good deal for somebody out here who's in the trenches, you know, getting it. These the deal I sent you is, is um, 25 percent. At least these deals are like at least 25 percent um, cash on cash return. And that's another thing. Good equity in it already. So already had good equity in it already, which is just like icing on the cake, honestly, because uh, for what we do with the creative stuff, um, shoot, I'll take it with no equity. That's fine. I'll take it a little bit over, especially <laughs> with the uh, specialized exits like uh, pad split, you know, makes it perfect. The profitability on that thing. Oh, my God. And everyone else is weeded out. You know, uh, most people are weeded out who are not going this route, you yeah. know. So is there a deal that you've structured before um, with private money? So let's say you have a deal and you're like, uh, I want to I'll offer 10 percent. But a lender comes in, they're like, no, I want something else. Um, how did you restructure that deal to make it work? Yeah, well, first and foremost, everything is a negotiation, everything, <laughs> whether they say it or not. Right. Or admit it or not. It's always a negotiation if they're not willing to negotiate negotiate right there on the spot. What does Pace always say? Uh, best negotiating tool is father time, right? Yeah. Just let some time go by. When that deal is slipping through their finger cracks, they're going to negotiate, um, um, you know, they're going to be more reasonable, mm-hmm. right? So in the Marine Corps, you know, I'm a former Marine. We have this saying, uh, Semper Gumby, which is always flexible, right? So you got to be flexible. You can't be rigid. And just like with you, I always tell you, I put a certain... Um, you know, what I'm looking for, what I'm willing to do. And honestly, I just started doing that because I used to keep it open. But the thing is, it's it's almost as as bad as like, if you're in a relationship asking that other person, what do you want to eat? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Everything. What do you want to eat? Yeah. <laughs> so they don't know, you know, they're like, yeah, they don't even know what's what's available, right? What's out there? What's in the area? So you got to put something just like a, a baseline. If you know what, you know, generally speaking, what people are going after um, for, you know, because there's different avatars of, of um, lenders and stuff, right? So if you know, like for this deal you need, typically this is going to um, draw the attention of this certain type of avatar, you know, then put those, put those, you know, those rates in there or whatever. Uh, and don't be afraid to say you're open. At the end of the day, if they get too, you know, they try to gouge you or they get too greedy, it's a give and take. They're just trying, you know, they're, they're asking. Yeah. It's just a question. Yeah. Yeah, work. Like, no. Yeah. No. No. It was something that we were actually talking about this past Monday, um, which should be a few, when this gets posted, it'll be a few weeks back. But um, when we were talking about what educating private money lenders and, and how, um, it, everything can be negotiated. You just have to be open and talk about it. Yeah. 100%. And something and you don't like it, just say, this doesn't work for my deal. Um, I'll present you with something else. It's as simple as that. Like, don't yeah. be so desperate that you need the money and agree to terms that doesn't make any sense. Yes. And also don't be so greedy that you want to take all the profits on that deal because it does take a lot of work. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Greed, greed is a, a killer of uh, all deals, you know, and we all get affected by greed a little bit. If you, and if you think you don't, that's when you'll fall victim to it the most, you know, comes in, ever, in some type of form. Have you ever structured a deal and you maybe like way after you're like, 
damn, I gave away too much interest. Or damn, I gave away too much equity. Um, nope, because I did what I had to do at the time, you know? So I have a deal right now where I made, uh, so again, being, we talked about exit strategy. So Semper Gumby applies to this, mm-hmm. right? You go in with a rap idea of a rap, right? Uh, and especially if you know, you're being a little bit unreasonable to try to see if you can get it like a high down payment, you know, the condition's not that great. Um, and you're gouging them on the interest and the, you know, the overall purchase price, probably not going to get that deal. Right. Yeah. But you will get people coming to the table with making offers. Right. So you can be flexible on the requirements you need. Sometimes you can't. You can only be so flexible because you got into that deal, you know, a little bit too high. Right. Yeah. Or if you're prepared to leave money into the into the deal, that's fine. Um, and that's another thing. Give yourself permission to say that's OK. You know, if you want to leave money into the deal. Yeah. It's still, it still can be a good deal, right? Not all these deals are no money down, you know, and all this stuff. That's true. <laughs> house. For real. So, so um, uh, getting back to like the original question, um, be flexible, right? So, or no, you said, um, have I regretted it, right? Yeah. Who got time for regret? I got time for that shit, you know? <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I have time to regret a deal, yeah. That means I'm not doing enough. I don't have another deal, another seven deals on my plate. I got mad deals to underwrite right now that I got to get to, right? So, um, no, I don't really have time for that because, like I said, I did the best I had to take that at the time with the information I had and the timeline I had allotted to take that deal down. We get it done, right? The momentum from flying through these deals and closing deals, nothing right. That's that's our protection. That's what's going to uh, pad for the cushion of impact, right, when some a deal goes south. Right. And also, too. So to speak on that one deal, I'm not making any money in the middle. So we wanted it. I wanted it to be a wrap. It's in Winter Park, Florida. I wanted it to be a wrap. I was going for a crazy high, you know, one hundred thousand dollar down payment. You know, I got some 60s. I got stuff that were high, but we were into it for too much. And I would have to leave some money in in the game in the deal that I didn't have. So I needed to get a a lender out of there. Um, Mm -hmm. So. What I ended up doing, getting a, a lender to refi, I, uh, a private, you know, uh, refinance, and then also uh, setting up a lease option uh, scenario. So, or rent to own scenario with 15K down. So, I got 15K down up front, and then the market rent on that deal was 2400 We got 3000 So, it was a nice little, and there's a big payday at the end of it, right? If he's successful, right? Yeah. Um, which we'll see. Next, go uh, to that. That whole, we call it spider web, because some person be like, huh? Yeah. Let's like dissect it a little bit. So you were all into the deal, hundred k. No, not hundred k. Um, but we wanted to make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had a, you know, that particular deal brought in a JV partner. It was going to be an Airbnb. Brought mm-hmm. in a JV partner that was um going to bring uh money to the table and then also Airbnb knowledge. I'm not. I understand Airbnb. I like, you know, I can uh, negotiate it all day, set it up, know how to, you know, project the numbers. Good with all that. I just don't like, first of all, I don't like Airbnb platform. I got a beef with them. And then also too, I don't like, uh, uh, I'm not into that cute stuff, you know, like. (laughs) That's Kalisha's forte. That's, that's her forte. Not, not mine. Yeah. Not mine at all. So. Now that's why I love Passblitz so much. It's not like that, you know. Passblitz was like Passblitz was like, 
you know, it is what it is. Let's, let's, you know, let's get it done. Just, I don't want to shoot. <laughs> 100%. So, so we'll say roughly around your entry for that entire deal was maybe, let's say. Well, I was about 60. Yeah. The, so the guy he brought in, um, we, we borrowed 60. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think we borrowed, you know what? You know how we like to get paid up front. So we went for, I believe we got 80 uh, when we borrowed the money. We were going to, we needed a new, another, another round of funding to, for, for the uh, renovations and all that stuff, right? This was just temporary uh, funding to get us in the deal. Okay. Another thing too, right? Sometimes you can't figure shit all the way out, um, you know, from start to finish. Oh, yeah. um, sometimes you yeah. can't see all the lights being green, but are you going to focus on probability of that deal not working or the possibility that, that deal is going to work? Wait, which one? Which one are you focus on? I like to focus on possibility, not to sound like a reckless, you know, person. Um, but it's like I said, momentum with other deals you got going on helps um, with opportunity, helps open up new doors with opportunity. So everything works out too. Everything always works out. That was like right? a golden nugget right there. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So you're, you're 80 plus something. So about yeah, I think maybe with the with the uh, with the money owed back, it would have probably came out to eighty. This was like last year or a year and a half ago when this deal happened. But um, it uh, so what we ended up doing. So yeah, so I needed so that now that we're not going to go past or not past with uh, Airbnb because uh, my partner his it was on him JB partner for this deal to get the money right. Okay. So that was the whole value. So. Now that, you know, that wasn't going to work, we had to pivot. So he was out of the deal at that point. So now I have this money I got to get refied out, get the money refied out, start marketing the deal as a wrap. That's why the entry was so high. Mm -hmm. Um, Not an ideal situation. That also leads to the reason why most people don't finish their wraps or sell wraps, you know, because being greedy and unrealistic. I wasn't trying to be greedy. It's just a little unrealistic um, given the climate of the market, right. Mm-hmm. And the price points and all that stuff. So you got to keep that in condition. You got to keep that in mind. These rap buyers ain't stupid and <laughs> they're not dumb. <laughs> you know, people think that they care about home ownership so much, like they're going to overpay and go crazy. It's not, in my case, that hasn't been the case that I've seen, right. They ain't going to pay. They're not going to pay for a piece of crap. Um, these high, they're not going to get gouged in all the levers, right. Mm-hmm. For a piece of crap. They, Done whatever they've done to accumulate a, that size down payment, they not they're, they're not that stupid, you know. So chill, and uh, make it a little bit more reasonable and work with them. You can sell those wraps fast as hell, right? But for this particular deal, yeah, we needed we were stuck there, tried it. But what it did open up though is an opportunity to pivot, use this as a as a distraction. This hundred thousand um, down payment on a five hundred thousand dollar you know purchase price on a property that probably fixed up would be four four fifty ish on a good day maybe right mm-hmm. um that allowed us to pivot to a lease option at a higher rental rate for three thousand mm-hmm. right now I did get gouged on that um that lending opportunity however I was hard up. I needed time was ticking. I needed to to get um, things moving. So what did the lender do to me? Lender took advantage. Um, not took a, not in a negative sense, took advantage. This is look, the car is 
were laid out. The tracks were laid, right? So mm-hmm. I was like, bro, bend me over, take it, whatever you want. Just let's get the deal done. I even told him those words because he kept asking me, you know, well, what do you want? What do you want for the deal? I'm like, bro, I just need to get the deal done, right? <laughs> just let's go. Because at the end of the day, I could say no. Instead of dancing, do, doing that dance back and forth, trying to negotiate, I got no, I understand I got really no leg to uh, stand on. But I want to make good with the private lender. If I want to make good with the seller, uh, keep my obligations and promises, I got to do the deal. So, bro, you got me. What do you want to do, right? He gouged me. I don't pay. Uh, everything is pretty much flush. So $3,000 a month, I got to hover over that. Make sure the the underlying loan is paid. Make sure the private lender is paid off each month, whether the tenant uh, pays or not. Which you know, thankfully he's been paying, and then uh, ride it out. So there's no regret. Got the deal done. Moved on to the next deal, and I got a story to tell. Right. Ooh, ooh, ooh! I kind of like that. Is that's where you get like so creative right there. Mm-hmm. And as you said, just to rephrase everything that you said is. You don't have to have to have you don't have to have the entire game plan laid out. And as you said, you have to pivot. And thank God that private money lender came in. So you're able to meet your first private money lender obligation. Yeah. That didn't go exactly according to plan, but for you, you wanted to perform. And some yeah. ways you just want to perform, keep your credibility on the line your reputation, all that stuff. Because if you perform, that lender will not be comfortable lending you on a novelty. And that's what yeah. I'm going to miss out on. Yeah, lenders always have to get their money back, right? Yeah. If you got to go rob Peter and pay Paul, hey, you got to do it. You got to do it. You've been on a loan to do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and it, and it helps. Like I said, people make mistakes all the time, but it's the momentum that gets you, gets you through it. There's no time for regret and all that because people got to get paid. They want their money. So, and you got that cash flow. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, so the cash flow is flushed on that deal, but I got the money up front, so I was able to pay my team, um, pay myself. Then, uh, then we have money on the back end. What do you mean, cash flow is flush? So, um, flush, yeah, flush with the uh, market rent. Well, no, no, it's kind of breaking me. No even. cash flow. Yeah, yeah. Oh. No cash flow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, it's just more of a construction term. Ah. <laughs> you know when I two ends cool meet term. and they're like, yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, what is he talking about when cash flow yeah. is flush? Like, I have no clue what that what that means. But see, you yeah. learn something new every day. Police yeah. did fix and flips. <laughs> <laughs> they probably don't say that in Jamaica. What do they say in Jamaica? No, squash. Squash. There we go. Yeah, man, it's squash. <laughs> Just, just <laughs> yeah. but no. But yeah. Before we we eat, we wrap up. What advice or tips would you give to someone who's completely new to this and looking to raise private money, or even if they have done it before, what approach they should take when raising private capital for their deals? Um. So, just the before I answer that. I want to clean up that last statement because I because not a, it's not going to hit right with a lot of people. Yeah. Some people it it goes to your risk tolerance too, like that. I'm not playing to lose. I'm, I'm not playing not to lose, right? I'm at a point in my life I'm playing to win. I mean, this is it, right? So my mindset is different, right? So some some people I don't want to get people to get the wrong impression and of recklessness, right? When I say you don't have to have it all figured out, 
Mm-hmm. However, the, the, you can set up checkpoints in a deal, right? Uh, through the through the life of a deal, as far as you can see it, right? Now you have the option to say, "Oh, I can't see all the way down to the tunnel." You know, I don't know what's on that side. I'm not going that route. I'm too scared or or whatever. It's not exactly. safe enough for, yeah. So, so I'm like, so I just wanted that to be clear that that doesn't have to be for everybody, and that's not the only way you can win because there's always another deal, right? Um, I just like to make whenever I touch something, make some type of money happen, whether it's partnering with the seller uh, to get the deal done or wrap his deal and take some of the down payment. I'm doing something to, to, to monetize that opportunity. Right. So to answer the question, um, advice when raising money, right. At this point, this is a person who is an operator, right. Who is out here operating. Now, if you're trying to raise money and you, you've been just doing wholesaling and stuff and you don't know what it is to be a buyer, right. Because if you are just doing wholesale, you really don't know what it is to be a buyer because you're not a buyer, right? So learn how to be a buyer, right? Learn how the deal makes money, partner with somebody who has the credibility. Um, but other than that, though, you could show some type of credibility uh, and professionalism like in your craft as an operator, even if you've never operated, mm-hmm. if you do the homework, right? Do the homework and present, you know, the homework properly, you know, to <laughs> you guys, you know, or somebody who's going to raise the money or to the person you're trying to get the money from, give, give, like, give them all the stuff they, they need to say yes. Like if you can sit in their shoes and understand what they might be looking at, how their money's protected, like what stories behind the deal too, the stories help too. Like some of these lenders want to be operators, but can't, right. They have a job to do, you know, that's, that they might love or whatever, but maybe they, you know, they do want to get in the game, but they want to be a part of something too. A lot of people want to be a part of something. So if you can, um, you know, kind of, I don't want to say for lack of a better term, dramatize the story, but you don't want to, you're not lying about the story, but tell the story about how you're helping the seller and what you're planning on doing with the exit, how that's going to contribute to whatever. And, you know, maybe that helps, maybe it doesn't, I don't know, but uh, put, put it out there. Don't be afraid to do the homework. If you want the, if you want to, you know, more certainty that that deal is going to get done mm-hmm. or funded. Oh, the story. That is my, yeah. that's my biggest takeaway from this one. It's the story. We always forget about telling the story. So that's, I, I got that's story. It. I got mentality. I got relationships. We got creativity. We got flushed. We got flushed. <laughs> <laughs> We got a bunch of stuff, but let's see, is there anything else that you want to ask Drew before we wrap up or you can? I'm good. Thanks. Thanks, Drew, for coming on here. Um, I like you. I like your mentality. All these, like, oh. to be honest, if people paid attention to this, <laughs> you gave some really, like, key points to be successful. Um, Appreciate it. This was Appreciate good. it. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate we're, it. We're happy that you said yes. I know. <laughs> we'll let Always. you know when this um, episode goes live. I think a couple, as Messi said, a couple weeks from now. But yeah. thank you. You guys going to make me famous? Huh? You guys going to make me famous? Oh, it's going to make you so famous. Just don't forget about us. Yes. Never. <laughs> and then you guys raise the money. I can't forget about you. Like, don't forget about us. <laughs> but thank you, everyone, for watching, for listening. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. Just let us know your feedback. Like this video, let us know what you think, comment, don't forget to subscribe. And to hit the little notification button. I know that you guys, some of you guys didn't get the notification for the live. Just make sure you hit that bell button to get notified. 
if you want. You don't have to. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you so much.